Oh, all right. Welcome to Bay Area Creative Outlets. I am in Phoenix, and my guest, Ari, is in New York. And it's kind of funny we're not even in the Bay Area. We've seemed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know if I'd call this Bay Area Creative Outlets. I'd call this, like, just outside of Bay Area Creative Outlets. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, 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 just America creative outlets. Um, but yeah, I, I just like, I was kind of continuing the podcast before the episode. I was just, what I want to do with this podcast is just kind of talk about methods and approaches to starting your design and reiterating any process that you have and sort of anything you kind of work through in terms of like completing a design piece. Um, so yeah, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself, Ari. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm Ari Tocca-Vasquez. I wear kind of a few different hats between artist and designer. Um, I run a, a design studio called Viscera Studio, where we do everything from um, architectural design, branding, photography, um, and graphics. And then I also do murals and work in some other mediums as well for like my personal art. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love your work, Ari. It's always so cool to see. Uh you know, just checking your stuff out through Instagram or even when you post something through your newsletter. I always like looking at that. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. But I mean, that's the that's the cool part. I'm sure they all work with each other. And like, uh, that's where you get some inspiration. I mean, I'm just assuming. But um, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, let me give you some warm up questions. How were you introduced to art? Um, I would say it, it's funny. I don't actually remember being introduced to art. I was always just kind of a kid always making stuff um i would somewhat compulsively like draw houses as like a little kid like three or four yeah um and that was always like my go-to or you know my, i grew up with a single mom so i would stay with you know relatives and other stuff and they would be able to just kind of sit me down with a box of crayons and paper and i'd be pretty happy and content on my own so i've just always been making stuff and it's the thing that feels like most um, I don't know, it's just most natural to me. I mean, I, I actually drew a lot of houses when I was a kid, funny enough. <laughs> I was and like... We both went to architecture school. I know, we both went to architecture Well, it was partly houses and mainly skyscrapers because I was like, oh, I always wanted to be like designing skyscrapers. And now I'm like, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that's funny we have that little bit in common. Yeah, and I guess... Uh, my next question for you is like, what's your favorite art medium or way to, or what do you, maybe right mm -hmm. now, or maybe, or maybe it kind of changes throughout, you know, the years, but what are you excited about now? Or maybe you do have a favorite. Yeah, I kind of go through phases. Like I don't, I'm not somebody who, um, I would say I'm not somebody who does one thing consistent, consistently. I really like kind of hyper-focusing on one thing for a while and, until I get really sick of it and then I'll jump to something else and I come back. Um, so right now my biggest focus has really been ceramics. I've been throwing a lot more on the wheel um, and I've just found it to be a really sort of calming and meditative practice um, and because it's not it's one of the few things I don't do for money um, it it's probably the one that's the most like open and free and I don't really put pressure on myself to produce a particular thing. Um, and as a medium, you know, there's, it's so wide, right? Like there's so many variables to pull into ceramics, whether it's the way that you throw, the kind of clay that you're using, how you 
bisque fire it, um, different glaze, you know, different glaze firings, finishing. Um, so it's a really wide medium, and I feel like there's so much more left for me to explore. Um, even though I actually learned to throw when I was like, I want to say 12 or 13. Oh, okay. So you kind of pre-picked this up then. Yeah, it was funny. I, I learned how to do it in um, middle school and was in my ceramics club through high school. And then once college start, just started, I just didn't touch it again for 15 years. I oh, only came wow. back to it last summer. Yeah. It's weird how much your body remembers the stuff, though. I mean, I've done it one time with ceramics, and it was actually quite hard. So <laughs> um, the techniques that you have to, like, know and pressure and like the speed. Yeah, well, props to you. I mean, that that's, I really want to get back into at least trying to do a ceramics again. I'm not sure if I would do more of it, but um, I can see how it's like meditative because you are mm -hmm. like forming this thing before your eyes or I don't know, it depends. Like you could, it's also something you use with your hands and your actual like your fingers. Right. Whereas like I use a lot of things with a pen and that's like an extension, mm -hmm. but it's not, you can't really feel it. You just were like, you kind of, it, you, I don't know. It's almost like driving and you feel like, you know, something changed with the gas pedal, but it's not really your foot changing. It's like, you gotta have this like. vibrations, but like, but with the ceramics, yeah. yeah, you're literally like using your, your, your body. So that's cool. And it really, it engages like all of your senses, right? Like the, I feel like the more a medium engages multiple senses, the more you can kind of be in it. Cause it is tactile. There's like the speed, you know, there's sort of like the hum of the drum even or the wheel. Um, and you even like as you're trimming and stuff, sometimes you tap on it to make sure to kind of hear how thick the base of it is. Um, so there's just so many components in ceramics that like really brings you in it. And you can't be multitasking really yeah. um, <laughs> while you do ceramics. Like you kind of have to focus on what you're doing because there's a speed element to it. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be my next question about, you know, well, listening to anything or like well, you, while you're doing, uh, just say ceramics, like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, do you listen to art or let's do music? Do you talk or is it just like you're just having silence or maybe some white noise in the back? I really like music while I'm throwing. I really, it frustrates me more than anything when someone's trying to have a conversation with me while I'm throwing, um, just because I'm trying to like focus so hard. So I really like having sort of down tempo, mellow music. Like my go-to will probably be to throw on like Crimbin or Men I Trust or, you know, one of those sort of more mellow bands. Um, and I can, I feel like with ceramics, I can kind of listen to the same album over and over again. And it, again, in that way, it gets sort of meditative. No, that's 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 really cool, especially like Cronin or whatever. It, like that's like a that's like classic like creative music, you know? <laughs> right. It's like that emotion. Like there's not so mm -hmm. much emotion in it. You're just kind of like allowing yourself to be in a state of like the being of whatever it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I listen to like. I was mentioning this is my first episode. I was like, yeah, I listen to all sorts of music when I draw, and it depends how I feel or things. But yeah, I have been trying to get back into something meditative or something very consistent throughout the thing, so it helps me kind of realign. Um, yeah, well, and it's I with with ceramics, I always want something mellow. But when I'm working on like a big mural, you know, that's when I bust out like Megan Thee Stallion or Lotto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to like 
hustle and get it done at a certain time. Yes. You know, I feel like that. I have to match my mood. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I know. A lot of yeah, Megan Stallion. I was listening to a good uh, portion of that when I was driving. I was like, yes. There's just some part <laughs> of the drive that I'm like, I need to get through. Like, just that last yeah, hour yeah. or so. So I'm like, we need to you mm-hmm. know, put some, some <laughs> lotto on. Yeah, and I guess kind of getting into, like, the next phase of the podcast is, like, art inspiration. Like, where mm-hmm. does some of your inspiration stem from? Like, is it something, like, you're reading a book? Do you see someone else's work? Do you, uh, you know, yesterday I was thinking, like, even I was driving, like, the nature of just seeing this canyon that I went through was just, like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. So I was thinking mm-hmm. about doing some other art just based off that. But, yeah, where do you, where do you like, where does this stem from? I feel like it, it comes from two places. Like sometimes it's interdisciplinary. So, you know, if I'm working on um, like a branding design piece, I might, you know, dig deep into uh, like say a brand method. Like we were doing a, a little charrette around new meetings. So I'm like digging into like how they, you know, how they started the company and them drinking like dried lemon tea and all, or dried lime tea and all of that stuff. Um, and that gives me ideas for like things to illustrate. But then sometimes it can be as subtle as like just as I'm on a walk, noticing a flower that I don't recognize or, you know, just getting kind of curious about what I'm seeing around in nature. That's usually what inspires me for, for mural work and sometimes design work. I would say for ceramics, like I am now this nosiest person anytime I go out to a restaurant because I'm just confident like oh this plate is amazing like look how they did the foot off the stool like this cup just feels so good in my hand you know I'm like really enjoying all of that experience so I would say yeah like for ceramics it's a lot more functional where I'm like oh that's a great idea I love how clever this is like I'm really um finding it like all over the place (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so funny you're like looking at the techniques you're like eating at a restaurant you're like lifting up the oh, plate yeah. of the food and they're like um can oh, you leave totally. that on the table and you're like no i don't want to leave it on the table like i want to actually can you take the food off i want to look at this right yeah oh yeah no definitely and i'm like looking at the glaze and i'm like wondering how they dipped it and if there's luster and like all these other things so yeah, I, I say that. <laughs> I'm, like, not as fun to go to restaurants with anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, that's actually what kind of brings me in my next question. It was, like, about any techniques you use to start a new piece. And it sounds like it starts at the at the table. <laughs> Maybe yeah, in some way yeah. ceramics, yeah. <laughs> I'd say with ceramics, like... Actually, with both ceramics and murals, like, my approach tends to be pretty intuitive. Um, it's sort of rare that... I'll have like a set plan on what I want to produce. Um, you know, with murals, I'll, I'll obviously have like a client, so I need to, you know, get buy-in from them on certain colors and like what they want illustrated. But I rarely ever do like a finalized um, render for them, or you know, I have a super detailed mock-up. Like I'll just do kind of broad strokes ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to ceramics, you know, I'll just decide like, hey, do I feel like throwing a big lump of clay today or a small one? Um, and then you know, I kind of just let it ride from there so uh i don't i'm not really outcome focused in those two mediums but when it comes to design stuff then i have you know a ton more process and research involved that makes sense um because yeah one you're just channeling more i don't know creative energy or sort of Mm -hmm. wanting to be open about it and just be like i don't know really like how i'm approaching this but it'll be 
I want to keep an open mind. And then doing design, I think that even leads me to my next question is like learning new methods. And it, I, I imagine it sounds like you do some research. So like like something a little bit more technical, it sounds like. How would you go, well, for murals or just say a certain paint, like do you tend to just explore and just jump into it and be like, all right, I'm going to like... I've heard about this paint or I've heard about this kind of way to apply this. Or do you go like, oh, I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going like, to look at the manufacturing literature and like see how this should all be applied and, and kind of think about it that way. You know, it's funny. I'll go into these really deep rabbit holes on materials for a while. And then once I find the one that I like, I'm pretty locked in. So, <laughs> you know, for a while with ceramics, I was trying out all these different clays, like high fire, medium fire, you know, different bodies, stuff with grog in it. Um, and I tested all of those and, you know, just kind of not super scientifically, but tried to make different vessels and tried to see how that worked. And then kind of decided like Phoenix is my go-to. It's the thing that I use. And so now it's not even something I really think about. And then same thing with like the glazing process. I, you know, I'm still experimenting, but there are certain glazes that I know tend to work for the things that I throw, like based on how viscous they are and, you know, the, the style that I like to do my glazes in. Yeah. Um, and with murals, I'm pretty loyal to my Montanas. Um, I will use other stuff in a pinch, but that's one that I don't really experiment all too much with. Yeah. Um, you found your your brand or your manufacturing your your material um yeah yeah, yeah. i'm locked I, in <laughs> i was gonna ask you a little bit more about like the high i don't really know much about ceramics to be honest i'm just gonna just say that so like when you talked about the medium temperature or medium heat and then the high heat like mm -hmm. what, what what like what application would you use those for in, in some sense like when would you use oh. a medium to a high yeah, it kind of depends on what you're building. These are all things that I um, I only learned more fully in like the last year because you know I was part of a ceramic studio here in Brooklyn, and then when I came back to to the Bay, um, I just had an art studio which is very self-directed. So you know instead of having someone else fire it, like I have to fire it and I have to you know prep the shelves and do all of that sort of stuff. Um, but basically, it depends on what kind of application you want to use the final product for. So with high fire clays, it just means, you know, you're ramping it up to like a cone six to 10. So it's getting to like 2,400 degrees. Um, and what happens in that process is, I might get the term wrong, but it's vitrification. Um, and it's essentially where all of the, the actual like molecules of the clay change. And that's when it becomes waterproof and super solid. And that's how, you know, we end up with ceramics that survive for like hundreds or thousands of years. Um, so those are a lot easier to get to a vitrification point because it's a lot hotter and like higher of a fire clay. Yeah. Um, and then with glazes, you know, the temperature that you glaze at just means how runny will it be? How thick is it? You know, you might have seen some ceramics where they have like really gorgeous little drips of, of glaze. Mm -hmm. And that all depends on like the, whether it's over-fired, under-fired, you know, there's a lot of um, experimentation. I feel like with ceramics, the better you learn the rules, the easier it is to break them later on. Oh, so some people <laughs> have figured out like yeah. how they can actually use like a low fire glaze at high fire and it comes out with like super crazy final product. Oh, that's cool. I would love to see some of these. Um, yeah, sounds like you've really been diving into it and just like... I watched so much YouTube. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, YouTube is like a, just a wealth of knowledge. I love, I just, I spend, I don't know, hours on YouTube a day. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know, a week, I would say a couple hours just cause it's so cool. But yeah. And then the kind of like going on to sort of like the last, like part of this uh, episode, what are like, just in terms of exploring new ideas or continuing mastering a technique or maybe you take some time off like you said you learned it in middle school and high school and you're in this phase now um do you think you'll like continue to to know the craft in like a very like you know just essential way or do you think you're going to be like you know what ceramics had a time and place now i'm gonna like kind of go into something else and like silk screening or uh you know block printing or whatever it may be you know, I feel like this is so not up to me. I, this is one of those things where I finally have learned to just like trust the timing of the universe, which I know makes me probably sound a little woo-woo, but the, it's always the minute that I decide I'm going to stop doing something is when the opportunity is open. Oh, so for wow. a while, you know, when I was starting the studio and I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm really focused on design stuff. Like I probably don't have that much time to do murals. You know, I get hit up to do some murals at Google's campus. Yeah. Right, right at the moment when I decided that's not something I want to do. And that was like the biggest <laughs> job that I've done so far, you know. You're like, um, I'm done and... with this. Oh, shit. Like, I got to go back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and go and pack all that like, stuff. I just put know, away. <laughs> and I literally did because we were about to drive across country for the first time. So, like, I had to finish that mural, you know, a couple of days before we, we were leaving for New York. And then they ended up calling me and saying, like, Hey, we actually want you, your your work to be in the micro kitchens. Can you can you like draw up some graphics that we can vinyl cut and put in the kitchen? So I'm literally in the car drawing on my iPad and like emailing it over to Google for oh my approval. God. You know, oh. in the middle of Utah and in <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Yeah, like please drive smoothly, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So. You're letting bumps. You're like, oops, <laughs> oh that that fucked up. But yeah, it's part of the art. But yeah, yeah, it's like the moment I decide I don't want to do something, I feel like that's when that opportunity opens. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with ceramics, it is the only medium that I don't make my living off of. So I'm sure the moment that I start selling it, I'll probably be over it. And then I'll leave it and then an opportunity will pop up. So I have no control. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I'm just kind of going with the flow and just seeing what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 how the universe works, you know. I don't know, like <laughs> I've I've been going through just a lot and like just in terms of like control things and out of control, and like mm -hmm. I mean there are some things I can't control, like when I like this podcast, like I know what I'm doing and the result of it, and kind of like I'm like oh I'm asking people to interview and I want to like continue to learn, but also like. I never thought I was going to do this podcast in my car, <laughs> like, but I'm like, all right, let's just do it. Like shit happens. And like, it's, I, I still, the, the main result is like what I want it to be. So I think, yeah, mm -hmm. like sometimes you got to draw shit in the car where you're driving across country and be like, Hey, like, this is what it is and make it work. Yeah. Make it work. And then, yeah, I've also just figured like, there's just never, nothing's ever going to be a hundred percent complete. Like I just sometimes just throw it no. out there and. I think um, that's something that like I've been trying to really just uh, uh, grow and get comfortable with and just be like, yep, that is my like pass through this. And I think I was going to ask maybe one last question for you. And that was um, like, what are you excited for any upcoming pieces or anything that you're 
maybe yeah you're working on now and you're kind of like this is I'm really excited about this Ooh, yeah I mean I have a few things I'm, I'm pretty excited about so I decided I'm starting on a new body of work um okay. you know I'm doing this new thing where I'm, I'm splitting my time obviously between Oakland and New York and so I'll be in Brooklyn uh for the next three months so I'm starting on a new body that's a little bit of a blend of my like botanical style murals but a little bit more of like the illustrations that I do Mm -hmm. um so I'm really trying to put together like something cohesive which I rarely do you know like I mentioned that I rarely have a plan for what I'm making I I kind of trust my subconscious in in some ways um but this time I do really want to have like a complete body and something to you know show to potential galleries or you know places that I can show that work um so I'm wanting to give myself like a really uh, not tight timeline, but just give it, you know, like a time container that mm-hmm. I'll work on this thing for three months, see what comes of it. And when it's done, I'll, I'll, I'll put it down. Cause I, I tend to not be someone who's good at like endings, right? Like I don't really shut it down as deliberately <laughs> when I'm done with something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's going to be the practice for this one. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I'm excited about that. And um, with the studio, I feel like we've really found our niche. And so I'm finally working on projects that um, blend, you know, my architecture and city planning background with creativity and small business stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So working on some exciting things in the Fillmore in San Francisco. Um, We have another project in West Oakland for 7th Street to do some revitalization of that corridor. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like those things where I get to like wear all my different hats at once, that's where I'm like most excited. Yeah. No, that's super cool. I think having multiple projects, well, in different locations too, gets you to see different, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. approaches. And that gives, yeah, like energy to be like, well, it could even help you out when you're like three months, like, I got to really be done because I got to go back to Oakland and do these pieces. Like, I got to really work on that. <laughs> the time management. But I think yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like, I think it allows that or even just sort of mm-hmm. like get that excitement. And I, I think that's what I, what I really like, I'll be working on something on my iPad or digitally and then I'll be get excited about another idea. And I'm like, you know what? I got, I'm really going to start working on this, but I'm like, shit, I got to get back and finish that up. And then so I can fully right. immerse myself in this. Yeah. 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 I think having uh, the, the, the idea that like done is better than good mm-hmm. is something that I'm working towards in my creative practice where it's, you know, with, um, the studio or things that are a little bit more structured, I, you know, I have a method and a process and, you know, deadlines and clients who are holding me to a certain yeah. deadline with my creative stuff. You know, I can have a project that I, I, I will work on, let it sit in the drawer for six months, pick it up again. Like some of these things that I've, I've worked on over like years and sometimes that's what I needed, but often it was me being kind of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really trying to get away from, from that of, of, having like a really set idea on how something needs to be or what's like good enough or you know any of those things because ultimately it just slows me down um and i i have so many other things that i want to explore and make and getting into that perfectionistic mindset has never been helpful for me in the past so that's one of my goals yeah no i mean i'm working on that too it's hard um it's it's scary because it's like (laughs) I'm okay just throwing this out there. And if someone says mm-hmm. some shit, it's like, whatever. Like, I'm okay. I don't, That's how I approach it. I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fear of, like, getting judged. And I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. at this point, I'm like, you know what? 
I'm producing a lot. This doesn't look great. I'm not, if you asked me if I was 100% happy, I'd probably say no. But then part of me is just like, I'm really happy with just saying, I just got it done. Like this was okay for me to say, um, I had it enough of it and I'm ready to move Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just start with the final, the conclude. How, how do people find you and see your work? You have like, um, they can find me online at ari-made.com. So it's A-R-I-M-A-D-E.com. Um, and that's where I have sort of my like more personal portfolio. So it has everything from art to, you know, my public speaking and, and kind of what I'm doing with the studio. Um, for design work, they can find me at visceraStudio.com. So that's V-I-S-C-E-R-A-S-C-D-I-O. Um, and I'm on Instagram at ari-made-art. Awesome. That's well, Ari, I mean, it's just, you know, I always love catching up with you and just hearing what you're doing. I think you're always just a big inspiration to me when I think about like, you know, what are I'm going and I'm like, well, Ari's doing this. Like, I'm like, that's, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just want to thank you. And, um, yeah, thanks for being a part of this podcast. Oh, so happy to join. And yeah, thanks. it's nice to like actually talk about the process. These are things that I talk to myself in my head about, but it's nice to talk to a friend about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, great. Uh, well, uh, good luck on your endeavors and um, yeah, we'll talk again soon.